And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I want to know as we as we record this incredibly enthralling episode of DDT Wrestling. I am I'm going to want to know do do I sound crisp? Is the video pristine? Does everything look just amazing? I'm I'm curious. Keep me posted as the episode goes on. Why? Uh, I have faster internet now. Oh, okay. Uh, last Friday. The internet, we had a, you know, bit of a brownout, and then the internet wouldn't work. And I tried a couple different things, and the internet still wouldn't work. And so I got on the chat with Xfinity uh, on my phone, because the internet didn't work. And as they're trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, get my router working, they're like, well, this router's from 2017. Would you like a new one? And I was like, yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. And they were like, while we're on the subject, uh, you know, I see you have 800 megabytes per second or whatever it is. You're having this plan. I don't know if that's right. I don't that you, you're giving me a look, which makes me indicate that might not be right. 800 megabytes per second is pretty fucking fast. Oh, well, I'm now up to a thousand megabytes per second. Nah, you're not. Oh, OK. You might be at a thousand megabits per second, but there's no way it's a thousand megabytes. Per second. Oh. Is there a difference between bits and bytes? Indeed there is, sir. Okay. Well, I'll run a speed test while we're doing this, and we can, we can see what's going on. But either way, after talking about it and being like, well, I did see a deal mentioned and haggling a little bit, uh, supposedly I have faster internet that will be cheaper for at least the next year or so. So I went down, got myself the router rather than them, them mailing it to me. And so I am curious. I'm curious if you do a speed test, what it actually comes out to. Uh, well, the Google Internet speed test says yeah. my MBPS. So I thought yeah. that was megabytes. Is that not megabytes? Is it a capital B or a lowercase b? Uh, there's a lowercase b. That, that makes a, a difference. Bit, not a okay. Uh, so that says 179.6 for download. 179? Yes, 179.6. That's the download. And the upload was 29.8. Your upload is quite good. That's um, even faster than mine. Okay. Um, your 179 megabits download is approximately 22 megabytes. Okay. Um, it's, it's about a factor of eight that separates um, okay. the two. Um, but yeah, not that important, but... Um, I'm glad to hear it's better. Like I said, your upload speed sounds quite nice. Mm-hmm. So your video conferencing and things will probably be much more stable than it was in the past. I have always assumed whenever we have latency issues, which I think we have like at least once or twice an episode, I always assume it's my fault. Just, I agree. Okay. Good. Glad we had this conversation. But, um, but also part of it is because since you do live in an apartment complex. Yes. There is like routing of signalings happening for that complex. Like there is actual hardware gateways really that are responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And so when you have an apartment complex with let's just say five hundred people living throughout it, sure. If you don't have a properly sized gateway, 
and there are spikes in traffic due to family and, you know, everyone else, whatever, everybody living there, that can cause issues, even if your individual connection is rated highly. Okay. Um, I had that apartment. I had that problem back when I lived in a certain apartment complex. I was able to elevate it to the proper field technicians who actually knew what the fuck they were talking about and get them to come out and replace their hardware because it was a nightmare scenario every every day from 4 p.m. through the end of the day. It was just the worst internet imaginable. Um, was but- it like... Was it like dial up where you're getting like the, you know, you, you want to look at an image and it's like <laughs> a little well at a time. Been, yeah. Uh, say, I have no idea. What I was just going to say the, you don't, you know, when you're looking at a picture, of course, a perfectly appropriate picture at 13, 14 years old on the internet. Perfectly appropriate. Uh, yeah. And it's just. It, 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 One yeah. line of pixels at a time. Yeah. Yeah. We had it rough back then. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But, uh, but yes. And, you know, I don't. Our router, which was probably not the best idea, was inside uh, like a cabinet of a desk. Yeah, never a great idea. Now I've put it up on top of the hutch. Uh, There was some question as to whether or not I, you know, I was like, I believe that will make our internet faster. Um, My wife was a little like, I don't know if I want it up there. And then she looked at it and went, oh, that looks much because it's one of those X-Fi gateway things, which just aesthetically looks a little nicer than the old ones used to look. So, but we will see, but yes, I, so far it has worked well. I'm not noticing a major difference with streaming and stuff, but you know, uploading things does seem to be a little bit easier. Do you, is your furry friend still in your arms? He is. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have special, uh, special guest Lenny making his first, uh, extended appearance here on the DDT Wrestling Podcast. If I shake him, maybe you can hear his bell on his neck. Is he eating your pop filter? He's trying to. He's very cute. Mm. How are things going with the Leinster? Good, good, good. He's, um, you know, he's still a puppy, but he's mm-hmm. he's doing well, I think. Uh, well enough as can, can be expected, you know. You don't look super tired, so I'm assuming we're all getting better sleep. I'm I'm exhausted, actually. <laughs> Why? I am quite tired. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yes, we have been getting better sleep. Um, he slept through the night the last like three or four nights. Um, and so last night actually was the first night that we moved his his crate where he's sleeping out of the room that I am in. I said, he's been he slept through the night the last three nights. So let's move it down somewhere else. And we had a discussion of where that was going to be. We ended up putting it in Oscar's room. So Oscar is still in his bed out in the room. He gets the full run of the place. But the crate we put in there as well. And so they had their first night together last night. Um, Obviously, Oscar can't get in the crate and Lenny can't get out of the crate, um, which I think is key at this stage because they do tend to just bite each other. Sure. (laughs) But mostly Oscar retaliating for being bitten. Yes. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So... That went well, though. Um, a little bit of crying at the start of the night, but that's to be expected. Any sort of change, you would expect there to be some protest. Um, but that quieted down pretty pretty quickly. So um, it was all good. All good in the hood. And well, good. We're making progress, aren't we, little guy? Oh, he's I'm... chewing on my knuckles. That's not nice. Here, have this bone. Yeah, that's better, isn't it? That better, little guy. There we go. Good to know if I'm ever, you know... 
unable to make a podcast, you could just talk to Lenny the whole time. Absolutely. Well, you got to talk to him, DC. I, I, mean, I understand that. I was at the grocery store earlier today, and there was a woman with her baby who was probably no more than like nine or ten months old, maybe a little older, and they were having a full-on conversation. The baby, of course, just babbling, but the mom was being amazing and just, you know, re- listening and responding as if they were having a conversation. It was hilarious. Like, I didn't follow them creepily down a couple of aisles, but I passed them a few times in my travels, and it was entertaining every time. Were each of those passings suitably creepy, though? Did did you at least like kind of slink by? Did you give a, yeah. a did you give a, a, a creepy smile did as you I raise your eyebrows at the child? As I walked by, I was like, <laughs> speaking of grocery stores, I, I had an idea I wanted to talk to you about. I don't know about your local Mega Mart. Do you notice when you go that there are people who seem to have abandoned completely uh, the idea of proper parking spots. Huh. I mean, you always occasionally get someone like that, but I don't think it's a regular thing where I am. No, you know, I've, I, there is a part of me that gets the person who is in the fire lane waiting, obviously for someone who probably I'm going to assume ran in to get one thing. You know, I need to, we, you know, we're out of eggs. I need to run in and grab a carton of eggs. There's no point in finding a parking spot. I'll just wait here. Obviously I'm in the car. If there is an emergency, I will vacate the fire thing. Although I have seen empty cars at the fire lane, but now it's a big grocery store. And there is obviously, you know, a road that goes around the back of the grocery store for delivery trucks and things. There are now people I've seen it at least half a dozen times who park their car off to the side in that little delivery section and walk into the store there because I'm assuming I haven't asked because I don't want to, I want to confront them, but I don't want to confront them um, because it's a faster walk than having to park when it's busy. And it, it, it makes me quite upset. I feel like, you know, the rules of society are falling down around us. And so I was just curious, what are those little annoyances for you? Those little things that aggravate you or have you, have you become so calm that nothing bothers you? I am Zen DC Matthews that's, at the DC. Matthews. That's the first word I use when people say, tell me about doc Manson. What kind of person is he? Oh, he's Zen baby. Oh yeah. I have become the Dalai Lama. So nothing bothers you? I mean, that's my secret, DC. Everything bothers me. So nothing nothing in particular rises above the level of noise because I'm just irritated by everything all of the time. Did anything irritate you today? Have you left the house today? Let's start there. Uh, yes. So today is Mrs. Manson's 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. Manson. Happy birthday, Mrs. Manson. The card is in the mail. Uh-huh, sure it is. Um, and we had originally planned to go to the to a museum here in state that we had not been to before. We thought it'd be a nice thing to do on the birthday. It was her choice what we were going to do. For my birthday, I chose to go see the Evil Dead Rise and to watch Joe Bob. For her birthday, she chose to visit a museum. Okay. Lovely. 
goes to tell you something about the differences between us. Um, however, late this morning, as I was pulling up my mapping software to find the route to get us there, right at the top of, of, of the entry in this mapping software, when big red letters uh, closed today. Oh, no. And so I sent that to Mrs. Manson, and she wrote back, oh, poop. And so that did not happen. We ended up having a nice lunch mm-hmm. together at a restaurant of her choosing. Um, and that was nice. We uh, purchased a cake, which we are, have not yet enjoyed, but we'll do so after this podcast. I was going to say, this would have been a perfectly good reason for us to either you know schedule this later or skip a week you know we 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 could have done this at another time you could we go really celebrate didn't have anything on the agenda so I'm, I, there wasn't really any presents to speak of but i mean i didn't really get anything as a present this year either outside of again went to the movies i did get a a lovely cameo video from uh, from joe bob bridge yes. which i appreciated but I mean, you know, we brought home this little rug rat here um, less than a month ago, so that's kind of our our annual gift to one another, and uh, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. Poop. That, it keeps giving us poop. Are you going to? Does right now? It just are you going to poop and pee? Are you going to go to the museum tomorrow? We might. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, either tomorrow or perhaps on Friday, we'll try to make a day out of it. So was that the irritating thing? The fact that it was closed? I mean, sure. I mean, just irritated that things don't ever go quite the way that you expect them to. Right. Yeah. That can be irritating. Yeah. What'd you have for lunch? I had a carne asada burrito. How was that? Delicious. What is Carn- that's beef, right? What is it? Just a special way of like a marinade? Is that what makes yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a spiced um, rub, I think, that goes on to steak. Okay. I had a turkey sandwich. Was it good? It was pretty good. You know, the, all these things are vehicles for like mustard and pickles, really. Um, we, we went up. We, you know, we always are looking for day trip type things. So, uh, co-worker of mine had uh, recommended Brattleboro, which is for those who are not uh, New Englanders, that is a city ish city, uh, you know, on the Vermont, New Hampshire border. So Northern New England, where the moose and maple syrup are. Uh, And so we ventured up to Brattleboro today and did some exploring. Is that the birthday girl? No. Oh, She's not with Oscar, which is why I have this Lenny in my arms. Got it. Uh, she said she was going to come and take Lenny from me when she returned. I don't believe she has returned. Okay. So either she has been kidnapped or uh, she might be talking with the neighbors. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so we went up and explored and went to a, you know, the Vermont Country Deli is a nice restaurant. And despite the fact that they had large amounts of pulled pork and mac and cheese and all of this, I got a turkey sandwich because I was trying to be slightly healthier. And um, have you noticed an increase in the amount of panhandling that you're seeing around in the world? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There are people asking for funds for various reasons at pretty much all of the major plazas that I frequent. 
Is somebody playing a violin at your Mega Mart? Not my Mega Mart, um, but at the Trader Joe's. Yeah, I saw that too. And then yeah, at our at our Mega Mart, like at our like, Mega Mart, we just have people with signs, um, but not any nope. violins. Somebody standing on the corner, like in front of the Mega Mart. There's a McDonald's right in front of our Mega Mart. So like right, like I think technically on McDonald's property. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mrs. Manson. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. How's being 40? I don't know. You were there first. I find it to be very similar to 39. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I agree with that. So far. Not too bad. I'm sorry the museum was closed. It's okay. Maybe we'll get there another day this week. That's that's that 40-year-old flexibility. Yeah. We, really we got time. We got time. Do. Hello, Oscar. Lovely to hear from you too. The whole Manson family we have we have heard from this episode. I don't know if you heard from Lenny or not. Hard to say. He didn't make No, I didn't answer. hear anything, but yeah. I saw his beautiful face. He is adorable. I will give you that. Very cute dog, that is for sure. And it's a good thing he's so damn cute because sometimes when he bites you, you just want to punt him. I thought you bit him back. As far as you can. What's that? I thought you bit him back. Oh, absolutely. I have. I'll do it again. I'm crazy. Uh, but yes. Yeah. We, we were in Brattleboro and there were four to five in all within like a three block radius of people with cardboard signs. And I suppose you know. your Mega Mart has more traffic than ours would because yeah. it's the relative size of the towns that we live in. But then, you know, at least once or twice a week, getting off the high, getting on or off the highway, there's somebody standing at the exit ramp. And it's just, I don't know if this is a sign of, you know, a lack of ability to get jobs. I don't know if this is people who have, and I feel like a boomer in saying this, but people who have decided that this is the way they will make money versus some other form of making money. I can't imagine they make a lot, but I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Is it the growing drug epidemic in our neck of the woods? No, I suspect it's simply um, bad job market. Yeah. I don't think people are really hiring and they're not hiring at wages that help people <laughs> who actually have families and things like rent. Yeah. Um, I just don't think people can afford anything anymore, even with a job. So that was part of the issue. I felt bad in saying it, but that was part of the issue was the fact that when I went to the Trader Joe's and there was somebody playing the violin, his wife and children were there. And I was like, come on. Like, granted, they were like lawn chairs under a tree. So I'm like, maybe you're making a day of it. But uh, that felt a little weird. But anyways, yeah. What's the snack I, of the day? I don't, know. I, I don't uh, begrudge their situation, whatever it might be. What's the snack of the day? Just some animal crackers and a spike smoothie. All right. I feel like that was last week's snack, too. Yeah, pretty much. This is just a small bowl of animal crackers because I know that there's a cake waiting when we are, when we are done here. What kind of cake? It's sort of like one of those three-layer like tuxedo cakes, you know? Yeah, sure. Except... The place that we were at had it labeled as 
like a European chocolate layer cake. But it didn't look like a European chocolate layer cake. So we asked the lady, what is this? And she said, which one? And the, the one we were pointing at. What's well, and she was trying to have, ask us to tell what the label was, but well, well and, but then she says, Oh, that is the cookie dough layer cake. Ooh. I don't know if it is cookie dough though. It was labeled something else. And frankly, it looks a lot like peanut butter. We're gonna get to the bottom of this mystery. Again, once this podcast is over, um, but one way or another, it looks quite tasty. I understand it would ruin the birthday, but that would be a fun thing to eat and try to discover on the air. Don't do it. Oh, I'm not gonna. But sorry, you lose out, DC. As I did the rest of the besties. I did wonder, however, are we overdue for a taste test? Like that is a that I is mean, a technically probably, but. Also, I'm not sure anybody expects a taste test from us anymore. I don't think we've done it since like year two of the show. All the more reason. Let's, you know, that was what we, my wife was suggesting. She was like, you know, are you considering doing some, you know, bulk recording so that you have things so that when work starts and things get busy, you might be able to, you know, give yourself a bit of a break. And I was like, that is a good idea. I don't know what we would do. And and she of all people was like, "Well, you do another taste test." And I was like, "Like an Oreo taste test?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> there are a lot of flavors." You know, I'm interested in trying those uh, Oreo cakesters. They're not even a flavor, but that, I all I'm saying, I know that you are very busy gearing up for for going back to work i know you are very busy with the sound scary podcast and i would not dream of getting in the way of you and gq doing your recordings but i am saying we've got nine done excellent what's the goal 12 10 10. hey so we're only planning on doing one more wow i'm just saying i've got a couple more weeks of free time you i think have a couple more weeks of free time we could we could do a taste test and you know, remind people what they were missing and also make ourselves terribly, terribly ill. Out of curiosity, yes. um, speaking of the Sound Scary podcast, because we've talked about this a little bit, do you th- not, I mean, GQ and I have talked about this a little bit. What's your opinion? And besties, let us know as well. Feel free to write in to uh, podcast.ddtwrestling.com to let me know your thoughts. Um, should the Sound Scary podcast release on a weekly basis? or every other week. Mind you, the shows are probably somewhere in the vicinity of 80 minutes apiece. Um, I suppose it depends on how, you know, do you want it to be over with and done in 10 weeks? Are, are you planning on continuing, or is this a 10-week season and then it's over for another year? It's a 10-episode season. We'll probably still plan to record... Uh, some of our holiday specials will probably still do Halloween, yeah. uh, maybe Thanksgiving, and maybe even Christmas. So there might be several more episodes. Well, so if you do that, so if you do that and you have 10 episodes plus three holiday episodes, if you did it every other week, you have you have a half a year's worth of content. Because that's 26 weeks. So, you know, you could do that. I I would go with the every other just to make things easier and space it out. Um, but again, 
I'll be listening no matter what. I'm interested in what the besties are are thinking as well. So. I'm sure I'll hear from a lot of them. Uh, I was watching the weather this morning, and they were mentioning that um, the sun is going to set around 8 p.m., which is the you know the the sun will set at eight, and then starting tomorrow it'll be before eight. So the next time the sun sets after eight, it'll be in May, which made me think. I'm shocked Doc has not mentioned his excitement for the upcoming pumpkin spice season. Eh. Have you have you have you lost your interest in pumpkin spice? Is, is I haven't it lost over? my interest. I just. I guess maybe I've kind of lost my interest. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, it doesn't excite me the way it used to. I don't even typically go to Starbucks very much. Um, last year, I don't know if I even got any spiked, not spiked. Um, I'm looking at the spiked smoothie in my hand. Uh, pumpkin spice latte. I don't even know if I had a pumpkin spice latte last year. Did I? Did I mention it on the show? I probably had. I probably had one. I it wasn't like it wasn't like in past years where maybe I would go. Once a week throughout the yeah. season, you know, like definitely not. There have been years where you are definitely mentioning pumpkin spice items on the regular. Well, um, just like with our taste tests, I feel like that's kind of ratcheted down year over year. So besides Lenny and Oscar and Mrs. Manson, of course, happiest of birthdays, I find myself once again asking a question. Where's the joy? 40-year-old Doc Manson, where's the joy? What do you mean? We've gone through this litany of things. Wrestling, no joy. You have often talked, maybe not right now, but sometimes you talk about how video games, less than joy. Podcasts that you normally listen to, less joy. I'm still listening to a small number of podcasts, but nowhere near the number I used to. Um, Pumpkin Spice. No joy. You still have horror movies, and thank the Lord that you still have horror movies. Yeah, I still have horror movies. And, like, you know, this summer. And anime I mean, now. And anime, I suppose, too. I've been kept you, very busy by GQ this summer. I mean, I've been seeing him at least twice a week, basically, for the entirety of the summer. So. Oh, I trust me. I'm aware. Because as we left, when we saw each other, when we were watching the AEW paper, he was like, yeah, we got to get together again. And I was like, yeah, I've seen him zero times since then. Well, yeah, that's what he said. He He's, he's actually mentioned that. He said, I told... I told G, I told I told DC uh, at that meeting that this was the last time I was going to see him all summer, and DC said, "No, I'll see you again." And G, GQ said, "No, this is the last time I'll see you this summer." And who was right? Who was right? GQ was right, is how GQ sees it. So well, I think you I'm, both need to get your heads out of your asses. You need to both just say to each other, "Hey, let's hang out and let's have a day and let's all hang out." Because I think it's something I'm texting totally him happen. now. I'd like to point out you have not asked me once to hang out since the AAE. Well, right now so. he's uh, not available, so. Why not? What's he doing? He's on a family vacation through the uh, beginning of next week, so. He might not even get back to you. Typical GQ. Typical GQ. What hey, else? man. I- he's got to take time. He's got a growing brood. They need some dad time. A growing brood? Is there a third one? Well, I mean, if you count the dog. We always suspected that Mrs. GQ would convince him to have a third kid. It seems unlikely, I think. I I think at this point, yes, but still. Uh, Speaking of video games, 
and I don't think I'm getting in your way of the piece of positivity here. At some point, I remember playing X-Men Legends, of course. Yes, I remember playing Skyrim. I remember playing Oblivion. I remember playing many of those games. At any point, did we play a Baldur's Gate game? Yeah, absolutely. But we didn't play a proper Baldur's Gate game. Um, the prop, the Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were like proper old school, what was called a CRPG or a computer role-playing game. These okay. tend to be very involved with um, uh, uh, strict adherence maybe to the game rules of like what you, at least a computerized version of what you would find in a Dungeons and Dragons manual. Because, of course, Baldur's Gate is set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe with that rule set. Um, we played a console version, which was an action RPG, an ARPG, that played more like a Diablo or something like that. But yeah, we definitely played one. I forget what they were called, but there was a spinoff of Baldur's Gate that were action RPGs. And we definitely played one of those to completion. And I think we picked up a second one and we played some of it, but I don't know that we we got terribly far into it. Um, Dark Alliance, was that it? Yeah, I was going to say Dark something. So that, that's got to be one of them. Yeah. Those yeah, were fun, but I mean, that's like playing Diablo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dark Alliance, PlayStation 2, 2001, sounds about right. 2004, PlayStation 2, sound, yeah. I remembered playing some game like that. So when I saw people talking about Baldur's Gate 3, I yeah, was people like, are going insane for Baldur's Gate 3. And it's honestly one of the biggest surprises of the year to me. These are like classic games and they're very highly regarded like in the in the in the world of like PC gaming nerds, uh, certainly of our generation who maybe would have been around and at the right time to have played them. But it is blown up this Baldur's Gate three um, like the developers were planning on like 100,000 concurrent players. I saw and they that hit and they like 700,000 or something last week. Um, so needless to say, it's taken off in a way that even they did not expect. And yeah, I, it's interesting though, cause I did, I played the old games back then and I have no interest in playing the third one, but man, people are going nuts for it. So I don't, I mean, why not? Why aren't you into it? I mean, the game, the, the rules of those games just were always so heavy to me and the action itself was so slow and plotting and meticulous. I wouldn't be surprised if the new ones were a little bit more modern in that way. I haven't seen anybody play the new one. So I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if it played more like a modern game and maybe was not quite like the old CRPGs. Um, but I don't know that I'm looking to get into something that I assume is like 100 hours of content or, or whatever. I don't know that for sure. I just just guessing based off of. The history of that genre. Maybe this is a much smaller game with smaller sites. I have no idea. I do know okay. that in character creation, you get to pick your genitals. So there's that. Say that again, please. In the character creator in Baldur's Gate 3, there are options for different genitals. Do I want dick number one, dick number two, dick number three, dick number four? Do... Do the genitals play a crucial role in the story? Crucial? Probably not. But you can have sex with a bear. I need you to play this game and report back, okay? <laughs> I know it's going to take 100 hours. That is time I insist you commit. 
Uh-huh. In, in fact, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to play the game until you get to those parts. Pause the game. Call me. I'll come over and we can figure it out together. We'll just sit facing opposite directions and let the action I did, play out on the I, screen. <laughs> I did. I played Dragon Age Inquisition. So like I saw those romance aspects and, you know, those sorts of things. And there was no need for customized genitals. All right. Um, by the way, I would. I think that should be the name of the show, except for the fact that my, I found out this weekend my dad gets a notification on his phone every time an episode drops. So I, he was like, oh, you mean like eight years of nonsense? And I had this blank stare at him, and he's like, that's what your podcast was called, right? And I was like, I don't make the titles. But what, customized, what, what, what was he commenting on eight years of nonsense? I believe that was the title of last week's show. It was, but why? He doesn't what listen. What was his comment about? Um, I was saying something that we had. So does my, he have the context of knowing that means no. we've been podcasting for eight years? No, he just no. All he does is he sees it. He goes, "Oh, the show is called Eight Years of Nonsense," and then moves on. Gotcha, gotcha. So no, he. I wasn't sure I was like, like he was texting you to say, "Oh, I saw the title of the show." Congratulations no. on eight years of doing no. this ridiculous thing. Mm-hmm. My wife's grandfather turned 90, or he will turn 90. So the party was this past weekend, and our families are close. So my parents went up to Maine um, for the party. And so we saw him, and I said something. I think about he he had made some comment about the fact that we did not show up early to the party. We were actually on time. And I was like, oh, we had things to do in you know town before we got here. And he was like, oh, so you know, felt like eight years of nonsense. And I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, so I'll, I'll so custom to, genitals it is. Customized. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. But so, so that's my question. Because again, they cut away and then you see them later in bed or whatever. Are there like specific dialogue options? Like if you choose the hammerhead one, is somebody going to say no something? Idea. I have no idea. I am not the person to answer your questions. Maybe you'd like to go on a Twitch stream later and to see what people have to say. <sighs> I'm glad I wrote it down in my list of things to talk about because I'm, <laughs> I am... I am I am taken aback. Um, is it visual or do you just? I assume so. I don't actually know. I just I've I've read about it and I saw that Penny Arcade had a comic about it, so I assume it's a real thing at this point. But I, I actually have no evidence that it is in fact a true thing. I could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling to see Mm -hmm. yeah no by all means uh go to google and type in customized genitals baldur's gate 3 and see what comes up there is a customization screen not only can you have an orc with like alexa bliss style you know pink and blonde hair wrapped up in buns but this one again not sure if it's real or not the character is is um unclothed and there's some pixelization in certain spots but uh, yeah so i actually read a story last week too i think it was on the verge and this is actually how i know that this is true there were patch notes for the game in which there were certain costumes obviously you know armor and things that you can wear where the dicks were clipping through the clothes and you could see the dicks on the outside of the clothing 
And so the patch notes were about fixing the visible dicks through the clothes. I am reminded of the Markiplier clip in which I think it's one of his try not to laugh in which he's just listening to a video where they're reading the Sims patch notes, you know, and it's something about like, you know, if the building catches on fire, they will not force the children back inside or something of that. But yeah, there's, there's screens where it says Volva B. There you go. So, yes, yes, that is also well, customizable. I, in addition I to the dicks, yes. Personally, have never needed that in my video games, but I suppose I am glad it exists. I, I'm all for it. Uh, I hope none of my students come in talking about Baldur's Gate because that will, that will, that will scar me. Ask them which Volva option they went with. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I shan't. Um, I will say last week, I think we were talking about the whole going back to work and you may have asked if I was like missing the students or maybe I said that I usually do, but I hadn't yet since then, of course, since I was back in my classroom yesterday, starting to pull things, you know, get things mildly organized um, and happen to see a list of kids from, you know, cause I, within a couple of weeks, I've already, the names of my kids are out of my head and I was like, Oh yeah, that one. Uh, she was cute. Yeah. Oh, he's. I do miss him. So. All right. So uh, it's happened, huh? It's, you, you, you've you've gone through the door, and now oh, it's oh, where yeah, the ball is rolling. The ball is rolling down the hill. I am just hoping it does not collect as much mass until whatever it is, the twenty eighth. When are you back? When's your first day back? Um, the first day in the classroom, I think, is the twenty eighth. Do I'll you probably have- go back like the twenty first? and sit in my office, but I don't know if that's actually true, do if I will what? or not. What's that? To do what? Well, I haven't actually made a syllabus or like put okay. together the schedule. You have work to do. That's Yeah, so yeah. I'll probably try to do that stuff ahead of time. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to do it, honestly, because I just got an email last week from my department that basically was like, hey, we're aware that you haven't gotten a new contract yet. Um... But it wasn't just sent to me. It was oh, sent to okay. all of yeah, the associates, like, basically. Okay. And there was something about how they can't issue the new contracts until the contractual raises and merit and all those calculations have been done and approved by the dean. And then only after that, then, can they issue the contracts. And that message ends with, we anticipate that you will have your contracts by late August. And so I'm looking at my calendar and saying to myself, if I don't have a contract by the 21st, I will not be sitting in my office on the 21st. No, you should not. No, they should have it. But yeah, the plan is I will go back to work. And if you show up on the 28th and be like, sorry, I don't have a syllabus because I did not have a contract. Yeah, that's that's weird. Seems to be how things are run at this odd institution and it doesn't make any sense to me but so so i go back the 28th and there are three professional development days so the kids they they show up briefly i think on the wednesday just to see the classroom meet the teacher that sort of thing um you have none of that do you have any sort of you know associate professor gatherings beforehand not really no okay there will be like faculty meetings and That'll get like the department together, but there's not like one beforehand. 
technically speaking, I think like I don't know if it's this week or next week. There is a um, departmental retreat, which ostensibly maybe I should go to, but I'm not gonna go. When I hear the word retreat, I'm I'm reminded of like diversity treat retreats I went to in high school, where like you go to essentially to like a campground and you're sleeping in a cabin for two or three days. Is that what this is? Is it no? An usually it's just event? like a day thing. Where you go wow. for breakfast and lunch and you're probably leaving in the evening. And like there's usually like talk about departmental policy for the upcoming year. And there's talks about probably like developments in individual researchers' laboratories. They probably talk about things like incoming graduate students. And then there are graduate students there who will do presentations to get practice on like, you know, giving talks and they'll do a poster session. That kind of stuff. That sounds departmental whole, team building, right? Well, that's it. Like, are you doing like a ropes course? Are there trust falls involved? No, it's all it's all related to our subject expertise. But um, I'm not a researcher. Yeah, I don't interact with the grad students. I don't do research. You also don't have a contract, so correct. Like, I see no reason to go. Yeah, some of the people with my similar position. I think I think one of them anyways will definitely be there because their name was on the letter inviting people to the thing. They're on some sort of committee that I think kind of helps put this thing together. And I'm just looking at her like. I know you're on a nine month contract like I am like, why? Why? I am doing nothing this summer. They keep trying to pull me into meetings for this like committee stuff that I'm supposed to do service to the department, which ostensibly is part of my job. But as far as I'm concerned, you have me for nine months out of the year. It's going to happen during those nine months, and it's not going to happen during my summer. If you want it to happen during my summer, then you can give me a 12-month contract where you pay me the extra 25% of the salary. Yeah. I will give my school credit. if push comes to shove on that, I'll go talk to my union rep. Yeah. I will give my my school credit. I was expecting that once August rolled around, uh, I was the the emails were going to start coming in with schedules and this. Start thinking about this. Let's do that. Hasn't happened. It's been yeah. it's been eerily quiet. And in fairness, like this has just been like other offices trying to get me involved. And again, like one of the people who's on the committee keeps including me on these emails. And again, I just keep looking around because, again, this person, I'm like, I know you have the same contract I do. Why are you taking any of these meetings? Yeah. Um, and, like, I haven't actually heard from anybody, like, in a full-time position. I haven't heard from any of my department head or anything like that. But, like, I just get this impression that there are people at the university who feel like I'm, who have this expectation that I am going to be available. But... Nah. Well, and it's if you're doing this extra work, like what's the purpose of the extra work? Is this, you know, you have made it sound like there is very little in the way of upward mobility in this job. Like, I would say that's true. Yeah. You know, is it is this person trying to get a a higher position by doing all of this work? Are they trying to pad their resume so that they can get a position elsewhere? They are by probably doing trying to to get real accomplishments that they can use for promotion, not tenure, but for promotion. Cause 
in theory, I could be promoted to from uh, assistant to associate professor and then from associate professor to full professor. There are those ability to make those those promotions in this particular yeah. position. But like that I think it's likely at some point I will make associate professor. But like that's probably 10 to 20 years in the future. Like it's not something that's going to happen in the short term. You know what I mean? Like and I don't think I'll ever make full professor. So why not? Just because what the process entails and what it requires Unless I'm going to become like an internationally renowned expert in the teaching of this subject, which I have no aspirations to do. Um, I don't know that I would meet the requirements for what it takes to be promoted. These aren't little steps. You know what I mean? Um, They're big. So I don't know. Not something that I'm particularly interested in all that much. I just want to keep my position, (laughs) which will be some, which, you know, in doing some of that stuff that I will end up doing to keep my position, I I imagine I will hit many of the milestones necessary for, again, making associate at some point, but that's that. You got another five-star review. I haven't looked in a while, but somebody wrote you a... uh, Oh, good. What's What's it got to say? Doc Manson was amazing. The class is supposed the class is supposed to be hard, but honestly, he made it way easier to understand. The 10 quizzes were a lot, but kept me engaging in the material and was 100% better than taking denser exams. His lectures are recorded, but going and then rewatching parts really helped me understand the material. Take it with him if you can. Great. So, you're quite popular. I'm going to be a lot less popular this next year. Why? Because I'm not going to record my lectures and I'm not going to do 10 quizzes. And yeah. Why not? Purely self-serving reasons. How difficult is it to record your lectures? Not difficult at all. Because I had to record stuff back you know, in in the pandemic times that don't exist anymore apparently. Um... But uh, pandemic times don't exist anymore. The recordings don't exist anymore. The pandemic times don't exist anymore. We no longer have an isolation room in my building. And uh, people have teachers have been told it would really uh, make the students feel better if you didn't wear a mask. So. You know, that's fun. But. um, All right. But yeah. Are you doing video recordings, audio recordings? Yeah, both. Wow. But I, I'm not going to be doing those, I don't think, for this next year. <clears throat> okay. It, it, um, in practice, it only encouraged most people to not attend the lectures. Sure. Why would you if you could? That's why I didn't go to French cinema, because you could just go to the library and watch the movies. I didn't do that either, but. And, you know, just, you know, it just feels weird being in a 500 person lecture hall lecturing to 30 people. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And why aren't you doing the 10 quizzes? Because every single graded assessment is an as a point of friction where students have an issue that then needs to be addressed. And so if I only have four exams, I only have to deal with it four times. 
instead of 10 times throughout the semester. So you're trying to cut back on the emails. Yeah. As a purely selfish motivations, pedagogically, I don't think it's the right choice. Um, but given that my paycheck is the same, no matter what. That's fair. I can't argue with like that. Like I said, I won't ever make full professor, but. How much extra money would it be? Trivial. Yeah. Yeah, that's just like a, I think I think each step is like two thousand dollars a year. Trivial, right? Not not worth it. Yes. Not, not at all. Not worth it, not worth it. Nope. All right. What is my list? I think I got everything. Um, did you watch SummerSlam? No, of course not. Did you? Neither neither did I. None of it? That's not true. I watched the first hour. I I watched until LA Knight won the Battle Royal. And then they were like, next up, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. And I went, I'm going to go to bed. On the show, and you said you might like to watch that match. I thought you said uh, that. I, I did. And then people reminded me that Ronda Rousey on pay-per-view tends to be terrible. And apparently this was no exception. Um, and then I never went back to watch the rest of the show. Apparently it was very good. Apparently the, you know, we have a, Another twist in the bloodline story and brother has turned on brother and all of that type of stuff. But um, yeah, never went back to watch. Right. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I doubt you're missing anything. That's, that's, mean, the, that's the other problem with wrestling. Yeah, let me just expunge on this, right? Um, but expunge it's just away. all of wrestling, every single individual show and every single individual match is expendable. None of it actually matters. You don't actually have to see any of it. Like the actual minute to minute action of every wrestling program is just so unnecessary, which is silly to say, but I think that's one of the main reasons why I don't watch any wrestling, especially and Nate has brought this up and I don't, there's a part of me that doesn't agree. So I watched Cody versus Brock, which is the third time that has happened this calendar year. Great. So yes, maybe there's, maybe there's something to it and there's a, you know, it's good to watch these, the story play out across matches, but if you missed one or if you missed two, now you saw three and it's a Brock Lesnar match. So there's a lot of him just suplexing Cody around the ring. But like my and, point is, like, even, like, with the bloodline stuff, like, you don't need to watch what I assume was a 45-minute marathon of a match with twists and turns and backs and forth. You can read a single paragraph where this guy came back, he aligned himself with this way, and that was a surprise, and now you can watch Raw. Well, yeah. And or, like, it's like, so if, if you're actually only interested in the stories, it's way more efficient to just read the spoilers than it is to watch anything. And at some I, point, I think your brain tips to the point where it says, well, why am I even bothering to read the spoilers now? And then you just kind of fall out of it, which is what happened to me, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and they have YouTube now. So on Raw, LA Knight and The Miz had a little back and forth promo that everyone was raving about. 
You know, it's like I said, found- if I record my lectures, why would you come to lecture? If you're yeah. going to have a 30-second recap, why am I going to watch the six-hour-long pay-per-view or whatever it was? It's a good question. Um, it's human nature you know, to some extent. I don't really think there's a proper answer to it. The answer is, well, the minute-to-minute action has to be engaging enough, and that has to be what you're there for. That's what you yeah. want to consume. Which, which, to be fair, is often why I watch wrestling. But there's so much, like, again, I have, I have Honor Club, I have Impact Plus, or whatever it's called, we have Peacock. I can watch thousands of hours of wrestling without ever needing to watch anything that happened in the last week. Um, you know, and that's great for me. And, you know, the people who want to watch on a day to day, but again, I watched Jimmy Uso turn on his brother on YouTube. I watched the Miz and LA Knight jaw on YouTube. I watched Chad Gable win his match to become number one contender for Gunther's intercontinental title and celebrate with his kid on YouTube. And based on the fact how much importance they seem to be putting on YouTube and how much, you know, they seem to be posting there. Clearly they're okay with me using that as my way of consuming their content. So I don't know that they need me to go watch on Peacock. No. And that's the thing is it makes it feel like all the actual programming is disposable. It's really weird. Yeah, because, you know, so when they had the network, I got it. They need, but then again, at the same time, once you started paying them money to watch the network, I no longer need you to watch everything that we're doing. Right. We got your money. Yeah. We'd like you to watch Raw because it will help the ratings, which means that eventually when we redo our contract, USA will want to give us more money. But considering the state of television right now, USA is probably going to give us a lot of money anyways, because we give them five plus hours of content every week. Right. And the other thing that happened with the network was not only did they already have our money, but they very quickly realized that it was only a niche audience that was ever going to subscribe to the network. So the television became the more interesting or the more necessary thing, right? That was the thing that they had to keep hundreds of millions of eyes on because a couple of millions of eyes on the pay-per-views didn't matter. It was very weird. And that's ultimately, I think, why they sold off the network because it, it, it was never going to be this gangbusters um, portal to printing money hand over fist. Yeah. No. And yeah, so it's a weird, it's a weird situation. And then you have AEW, which does seem to want you. They seem much more interested in getting you to watch because they don't have a streaming service yet. Um, Yes, they have a YouTube content, but they're still doing pay per view. So the onus on them is to get you. They want you to pay the 40 or $50 to watch all in at the end of the month and then all out the very next week, which still doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Um, 
So they have a completely in the past, different- wasn't one of those like a free show that was done as dynamite or something. Is this the first time I feel they like charged it was. for both of those? So I really feel like it didn't used to be like that, but I could be wrong. No, I feel like you're right. I feel like all in, although what I think all in was the very first pay-per-view, right? I think so. Let me see here. All in. This is the first supposedly. Yeah. This is the first all in pay-per-view since 2018. Okay. So beyond that first one. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's a special thing because they're doing it in London. So maybe that's it. They're going to have an all in pay-per-view whenever they break into a new market, which would actually be really clever. Sure. You know, this is the first time we're doing something in Europe, so it's all in. This is it's the first really time bad timing to have all out be the following week, though. Yeah. Th- that's the kind of thing as I'm watching the TNA weekly pay-per-views at $10 a pop. I'm like, is that where we're headed? Are we eventually going to break away from, you know, the TV deals? And if I don't you want to so, watch because as the network showed. $10 a week even would not be sufficient amounts of money from the people willing to pay it. The TV deal, the contract they sign with the network brings in far more money than that, that ever would. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where the, that's not where their market is. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting to me because it used to be, you get money from a network, you get that check, you cash it. You do a pay-per-view, and half your audience that might pay for it is going to just pirate it anyways. That's You know what I mean? Like, that's not a business model that's sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be you watch the TV. They, You know, well, no, it used to be they got you to, the TV was to get you to go to the arena in your local territory days and watch the live show. Now it was the TV would get you to watch the pay-per-view, and then the events of the pay-per-view would make you want to watch the TV. Now I don't know what they want. And they're merging with Endeavor. WWE's merging with Endeavor, so I don't know what... I don't, don't even think it matters what they want at this point. No. Nah. They, they have not done their usual post-WrestleMania swath of releases yet because I'm sure they're waiting for it. Like Endeavor will do it. Once we get the paperwork signed, they'll tell us who they want to get rid of or they'll say, here, cut this amount of percentage, but... But yeah, I watched Cody versus Brock. I didn't watch Logan Paul versus Ricochet. I'm sure it was good, but it's Logan Paul, so no thank you. I watched Cody versus Brock. I watched the Battle Royal. That was it. I watched two matches. How was the Battle Royal? It's a Battle Royal. Battle Royals suck. You know, there were a couple moments where, you know, they had some nice, like, little teases or something going on. That part was nice. Bronson Reed, you know, looked like you know, they could push him to be in like a Samoa Joe type if they wanted to. You don't even know who Bronson Reed is at this point, but he's a Samoa um, Joe type. Apparently he is. He is. He is. Um, and LA night one, which I appreciated. That was the right answer. That was what the crowd wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be drawn back in. I hope so. Cause 
you know, certainly events from Raw I didn't watch, but events from Raw make me interested in what's going on going forward. But we shall see. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com is the email address. Should you want to write in? And please do. Please do write in. Send us an email next week. We'll read your thoughts on the air. Our first message this week comes from Brandon about, Banks. Subject is your, concert week. Your assignment, tell us about your thoughts on what Scounds Scary should do. Concert week. Was that Scounds Scary? Scounds Scary. <laughs> While you guys are recording, assuming you're recording on your normal day and time, I'll be at Wrigley Field, not to see the Cubs play, but to see the boss, Bruce Springsteen. I'm especially happy for my wife, as it's been on her bucket list to see him live. Then on Saturday, I'll be seeing Eric Church again for maybe the 12th time? DC, I know, I know, but you're wrong on this one. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the last couple weeks of summer. Sorry for bringing it up, Doc. Keep up the work sent from my iPhone, which I usually do play on while pooping, but right now I'm just on my couch watching the Cubs. Period. Is there a question in there? Um, I have a question. Yeah. What's the what's the deal with Eric Church? Uh, Eric Church is a country artist who... Stop right um, there. That is... An That's oxymoron, you need to know? and I don't understand the term. <laughs> uh, yeah, he seems like a jackass, but obviously uh, Brandon likes him as he's seen him twelve times. Which at this point, little creepy. What's the <laughs> biggest? What's the biggest concert you've ever seen? The biggest concert I've ever seen. Like, who's the biggest name you've seen? Um, I think that depends on the generation that you're asking, but I would say probably Black Sabbath. I saw them on their reunion tour. Uh, when they were playing, and they ended up playing that year at Ozfest, they were the headliners. So probably back Black Sabbath. Although I've also seen Green Day perform, and I've also seen Blink One Eighty Two perform, and they were pretty big at their heights as well. So, did we go to the same show? Was that the show we took the limo to? I don't think I ever took a limo to a show, so I don't think no. so. Okay, I know I've been, like, our local radio station used to have big concerts, and I saw Green Day and Blink-182 at the same show, and I feel like Tall Guy had a limo for it, but I can't remember. Maybe that's the case. Yes, I definitely went to that show, and I think I went with Tall Guy, so... Yeah. I don't remember you being there, sorry, I, but... That's fine. That's fine. I don't remember you being there, Fair so enough. I remember, I remember Futon... Blink had a giant flaming fuck on the stage. Yep. And at one point, the drummer... Yeah, like was strapped in and it went up and revolved around. Um, and I'm pretty sure Futon of Faithfulness was also in the limo. I sure hope I so. I think. Yeah, I think our next email comes from Nate. Email, email. It's the email. Good afternoon, my dear friends. SummerSlam was actually pretty good. The two rematches I watched really delivered more than I thought they would. Really hoped Balor would win and Cody and Brock put on a barn burner. Really picked up in the second half. Ronda and Shada bored and i fell asleep for the last two matches so you can't say it picked up in the second half if you fell asleep for the last two matches Uh, i believe he means cody and brock really picked up in the second half thank you got it no problem sorry nate what is one embarrassing moment from your life for dc it was right then uh i hope you have a great night your bestie nate an embarrassing moment from my life. Pick a day and I'll tell you whatever the embarrassing moment was from that day. What was, what do you th- honestly, like, what do you think is your most embarrassing moment? 
I'm even trying. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, although before you answer, I'm not trying to wuss out of this. I'm struggling to come up with an answer to that question. Have I just repressed it? You think? Um. <laughs> I don't know if you've repressed it. I also don't know. I think there are certain things like I think in order to have a most embarrassing moment, there have to be things that you automatic you already feel bad about. So when something happens that you automatically feel bad, like you already were feeling bad about and now other people have picked up on it, that internal shame mixed with whatever external perceived shame makes things worse. Do you uh, would you say your life has been one filled with internal shame? Sure. I mean, I was really? born and raised Roman Catholic, so I've got that True. Catholic guilt thing going on. So I would say probably. True. I don't really listen to that voice very much, but it's there. Well, that's it. That was kind of it. I'm like, if you're not listening to the voice, then you might not necessarily have a most embarrassing moment because you might just go, oh, well, that was embarrassing. And then you move on. Like I never Whereas, like, ripped my pants on stage at a school assembly and everybody saw my wiener. Like that never happened to me, you know? I definitely performed a scene from our town with a hole in the crotch of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I had a suit jacket on, so nobody noticed. But once I pointed it out, my dad was like, I did notice why your hand was like, you, you kept nervously like shifting your hands. It was because every time I tried to emote with one hand, the other hand was covering up my, 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 uh, my customized genitals. Yeah. I mean, maybe it, it might be something like in college performing like in the Rocky Horror Picture Show because I am not a great singer, especially when it comes to like singing to live music. And so I've never really felt prepared in that role. I never got the amount of rehearsal that I needed and I was not great. But, you know, that kind of show, the the audience really helps cover up for it anyways. So it wasn't like traumatizing or anything, but I would say some of that was embarrassing to some extent. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of college, again, I don't know if this is, I auditioned for an acapella group um, and I wanted to be the beatboxer, the vocal percussionist. And so I started out with that, which was good. And then they were like, well, have you pre prepared anything to sing? And I was like, no and they were like well you're gonna have to sing there's not all so, so then they had me like run through scales and stuff and i just could tell that i was terrible and that was bad and so that was you know i didn't feel again maybe we've talked about this before not getting into that group within a month or two we started the improv group so it worked out sure um yeah, I don't. That's one of the things, though, like I am a risk averse person. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't put myself out there a lot. I mean, some people would probably argue that's not true. You know, performing on stages, doing live improv, all that kind of stuff. That's putting yourself out there. But I don't really put myself out there in ways that would lead to embarrassment. You know what I sure. mean? I, I feel like I do my homework enough to have safety nets. So... 
And I, I never like asked out a girl and got shot down in spectacular fashion or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. Not every girl ever said yes, but like. Yeah. And again, I can think about many times where, yes, you know, asking out a girl and being told no, um, being at a bowling alley and being egged on by a friend to go chat up some girls and totally just sucking at it and just kind of being like, hi, and then standing there awkwardly. Cause I don't know what else to say. Like Did I, I could probably, no good. It doesn't sound this like was me. somebody I was, this was a, this was a summer camp person. I knew like one summer and was absolutely not my type of person, but you know, uh, so yeah, you know, give me an hour and I'll come up with a hundred embarrassing things that have happened. Um, I can't think of one that is head and shoulders above the others. Fair enough. So thanks for writing in. Nate. Glenn, no subject. Sorry for the short email this week, guys, but I've had a couple of rough days. Sorry to hear that. Off to the hospital tomorrow for a CT scan to see if anything is still working in there. Hope everyone is good. Thanks as always, Glenn Double N. I I hope things are working in there. I hope I hope all of the things are still working in there. Yeah, I'll be checking in with you later. Our final email, Mrs. Manson. Thank you, dear DC. Thanks for the unexpected birthday serenade. Usually, <laughs> my parents call me and sing, but this year they flew out to visit my brother, and I didn't get their call and song. How'd you know I needed that? Okay. Uh, I understand that Mrs. Manson is the younger sibling. I, I'm an only child, so sibling dynamics fascinate me, and I'm married to an older sibling, and that is absolutely something my mother-in-law would do. Just the, oh, I was too busy with the other one. Did that bother her? Not that she's let on. I, Given the situation, I would think not, but just curiosity-wise. I'm happy to report I've had a lovely birthday with all three of my boys and enjoyed a delicious chimichanga and strawberry margarita over lunch. Now I know where you went. All in all, no complaints here. Cake is coming up next. Cheers to 40, Mrs. M. I really had intentions, Doc, on making this like a 45-minute show. We just had things to talk about. We just had things to talk about. We just had to Baldur's, customize those Baldur's Gate rocked my world. Um... That's what that hammerhead dick will do to you. Like, is it naturally that way? Is that how it engorges, like, <laughs> perpendicularly? Like, is that? Is it a grower? Is it a shower? Nobody knows. What do you got for a piece of positivity? Ah, it's my wife's lovely birthday today. We're about to go enjoy some cake and have a lovely evening together. Maybe we'll put on a crappy horror movie and snuggle with some dogs. That's That is not... That is not a birthday gift for her. You got to put on the movie she wants. She's gotten into the crappy horror movies. You don't stay with Doc Manson for 15 years without, and then, you know, start watching Joe Bob Briggs on the weekly um, for several years without also becoming in an in-depth knowledge and enjoyment mm-hmm. of horror and bad movies. So. She just drew the line of haunted houses. Yes. Yes, she did. Okay. That's fair. Well, yes. Happy birthday to her. We will have to plan a time to get together and celebrate her birthday since all three of ours are in the springtime. 
my piece of positivity, I don't have the article. I should have done my due diligence and pulled the article up. Um, as many of you know, I am a subscriber to the New York Times. Um, and I don't read a lot of the articles, but there was one article. I do tend to notice the ones that are about relationships. And there were about, it was something about four sentences that you can use to help your relationship. And I think I have a very nice relationship, but it's always room for improvement. And one of them that has really, I'm not kidding when I say this, changed the course of things for the last few weeks since I read the article. Something happens. You, you, know, you interpret something that somebody says or somebody does. This, could, this doesn't have to be a romantic thing. It could be with everybody. And the thing you say is, okay, so you state the fact this happened. You said this. The story that I'm telling in my head, the story that I'm made up to go with that is you said this. I took that to mean this. Can you, you know, is that actually what happened? And that's been really helpful to us because my wife will say something. And again, like I said, I am constantly living in a sense of internal shame. And so I will say, oh, well, the story I told myself is you made a comment about the bowl of food I have. The story I'm telling myself is that you think I have too much food in here and that I obviously am gaining weight. To which my wife pats me on the head in a patronizing way, deservedly, I might add, and say, I'm just really impressed you have so many vegetables in that bowl. It makes it look like there's a lot of food when a lot of it is healthy. To which I go, oh, yeah, that's great, isn't it? And we carry on with our day. I imagine it might get annoying if I do that six times a day for six months or so. But in the short term, quite helpful. So I recommend the story I'm telling myself is blah, blah, blah. And it gives them a time because you're not ever accusing them. You're saying, this is what you said, which is a fact. This is the story I'm telling myself. And that makes me feel a little bad about myself. And then they can go, oh, well, I really meant it that way. Or I suppose they could go, yeah, that's exactly how I meant it. And you can process through that. So that's that my piece of positivity is that little sentence sort of thing, I think, helpful in all relationships. Yeah, it's great. It's it's very similar I think to the strategy that I use in, in a lot of different conversations whether it be personal or professional. Um it's very similar although it's worded differently, but it's it's basically I feel what I'm hearing is is can you Yeah. Can you expand on that? Yeah, because I'm the type of person who will hear something, have an entire imaginary conversation in my head about uh -huh. that thing. Yes. And now I've gone off the deep end uh -huh. and now we're in a fight, despite the fact that we haven't have ever said any words about it. And so by stopping it there and going, OK, so when you said this, which we can both agree that you said this is what I took it to mean. And then again, my wife's the only person I've used it on so far. She can be like, no, I meant this. And I can go, oh, well, then yes. Then in that case, I totally agree. So yes, 
I that sort of thing. You know, we've been together now. We are this will this is year eighteen. We are approaching eighteen years. September twelfth is the anniversary of the time I skipped statistics class to officially start dating her. So, so you're saying I've been together with you longer than she has? Yes, but much less intimately. Depends on your definition. Fair enough. I've never talked to her about customizing genitals. I think you're missing out. Well, while you have cake. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know how that goes. (laughs) You got it. I'll be knocking on the door with a bag being like, I'm taking over the spare bedroom. Uh Yeah, great. (laughs) Uh, Happiest of birthdays to Mrs. Manson. Doc Manson, anything else you want to say before we head out into that good night? Want to have your thoughts run in the air? Podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the email address. And finally, uh, if you like what you've heard, don't know how you could, but if you did, head on to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. Give us just a little bit of financial support. It does help pay the hosting costs for this podcast, and we greatly appreciate your patronage. He is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a delightful week. Don't spend too much time playing Baldur's Gate, everybody. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be our bestie? Happy birthday, Mrs. Manson. <laughs>